I want to talk to you about friendship tonight. And I'm talking about being a friend of Jesus. Now we know that the Bible speaks that Jesus is our friend. But I'm talking about being a friend of His. If you'll turn with me to Luke, no, to John, I'm sorry, to John chapter 15. I want to read a little bit, and then I'd like for you to just follow along with me, beginning in verse 1. John chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is a husband. Every branch of me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. As my Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might be remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another, as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Father, we ask you in Jesus' name that you'll bless each one who's come tonight in a very special way. This matter of friendship is so, so very important in this life and in the life to come. And our relationship with our Savior, Lord Jesus. And I pray, dear God, that you'll bless us now as we study thy word together. Let the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If there's one subject that I like to study in the Bible and like to think about is friendship. Because I have, over the years, God has blessed me greatly. And I mean that, with friends. And what a lot of people call friends are not friends. I remember years ago, there was a man in my life that I thought he was my friend, and I thought me and him got along good. And one day a man come up to me and he said, uh, uh, Ledoux, I want to tell you something now. That fellow, and he named him, he said, you think he's your friend? He is not your friend. And later on I found out he wasn't my friend. He was doing things against me. I didn't have any idea he was doing. And so I found out he was not my friend. But I have got so many great friends. And I mean just the kind of people that uh, I can't believe that God puts in your life. And, and let me show you how God works, if I can, please. Right across the canal at our lake place, a man died and he left his place to his son. His son's wife didn't like to stay down here. She's from Ohio. She wanted to go back to Birds of Snow and so on. And so 
he said, do you want to buy my place? He said, give me $75,000, an acre and a house right on the lake there, $75,000 cash, and you can have it. Everything here. And I said, man, I, I want it. But this other people wanted it so bad, and they were friends to our next-door neighbor there. They were close friends. And I thought, you know, uh, let them have it. i got enough yard to mow. And you know what? Those people that moved in and bought that place have been the best friends to us and best neighbors that you could ever want. Now how God works. Right down on the other end of the place, uh, there was another two acres for sale. I could have got it for $50,000, and it was worth over $150,000. And I could have bought it. And there was a man pulled up, and he said, I'm looking at this place to buy and I said, well, I'm fixing to buy it, uh, but uh, if you want it that bad, and he told me how bad he's wanted it, he's from Ohio, he's a farmer. And by the way, we need to pray for our farmers. Because he tells me, he told me just here a while back, Preacher, if something don't happen, if things don't change soon, we're going to be in trouble in this country for food. And he's a big farmer and uh, uh, corn up in Ohio and but anyhow he moved in there and this guy watched it over our place I piled up trash out there and he burned it for me he takes care of everything there for me and he's a good neighbor now I know what it is to have good neighbors and bad neighbors amen but isn't it somehow God works people in your life that you don't even know how God is working sometimes and they become your friends they, they watch over you. We can't even drive in the driveway over there unless one of them's running over to the house. How y'all doing? They want to know how we doing. How many time we get in the driveway? And I'm glad of that. Amen. I appreciate good friends. Now the Bible says in verse 13 and 14, Greater love has no man than this, and a man lay down his life for his friends. If you are my friends, you will do whatever I command you. And now, listen, listen to that first part. If you you are my friends. I read that little part of that. I read it, I don't know how many times uh, the, the rest of it, but I saw those four words, ye are my friends. I thought to myself, what does it take to be a friend of Jesus? Now, I know what it took for Jesus to be my friend because he laid down his life on the cross for me. Amen. But I wanted to know what it, what does it take for me to be a friend of Jesus. And I believe one of the greatest gifts that God has bestowed upon us is a gift of friendship. Now, uh, it's a, he's, when we think about the Lord Jesus Christ, He is the best friend of all. Uh, Proverbs 18, verse 24 says, There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. What a friend is Jesus. He's a friend to sinners. He's a friend to saints. He's a friend to the lonely. He's a friend to the breed. He's a friend to everyone. Now, in John 15, verse 13 through 15, ask yourself this question. Am I one of his friends? Because true friendship is reciprocal. It is not one-sided. That's the reason I told you that little story in the beginning. I want you to understand something. True friendship is not one-sided. In the light of this, James 4, verse 4 said, Whosoever will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. 
My goodness. Whosoever will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. That means then, if you love the world, the Bible says you're not a friend of God. And so, are you a friend of God? Now, remember this, John 15, verse 13 through 15, Jesus is speaking to saved people. In the Old Testament, under law, the law said, do this and live. But under grace, Jesus says to those who believe on Him, live and do. We're not saved by doing, neither do we deserve any saving blessings by doing. But, having been saved by God's grace, He says to us in John 15 verse 14, You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So friendship with Christ implies and requires the responsibility of full and continual obedience to Christ. In John 15, verse 13 through 15, we are told four things about this friendship with Christ. Number one, the nature of this friendship. Jesus says, you are my friends. Now, the immediate suggest, suggestion here is five characteristics of this friendship. Number one, this friendship is unique. This is not friendship of man and man, but of man with God and God with man. Therefore, there is no other friendship like it. Now, can you think of anything more wonderful than to be called a friend of God? <clears throat> the God of heaven and earth, the high and the lofty one, God himself, is my friend. The friendship is a condescending friendship. Think about it. Who is this who is to be friends with us? He's more than any king on earth. He's more holy than any angel. Now, in contrast, we're altogether lowly and sinful and unworthy, yet God seeks our friendship. This friendship is a personal and close friendship. Uh, verse 14, if you would please look at it. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Now, that's a close friendship. Jesus is not wanting us to mere uh, as mere acquaintances. Jesus desires each of us to be his friend, intimate friend. This friendship is a constant and ending friendship, non-ending. This friend is always with us. This friend never changes. I was up, up praying and talking with Brother uh, Pitts the other day at the hospital. And I said, you know what? All my life I've heard that when you die, Gabriel will come meet you and take you home. And then one day I was reading where Jesus said, I will never leave you. Wait a minute then. Ain't no angel coming to get me. It's Jesus coming to get me. Amen. And you think about that for just a minute. He will never leave you. I don't care what you're going through or where you're at. He is there always. This friendship is constant, enduring friendship. This friend is always with us. This friend never changes. Uh, Malachi 3.6 I am the Lord I change not now did you know that every human being that has a friend is conditional all friendship of man on man is conditional if you don't believe that you just wait one day you go along and you love one another you say you love one another you do everything with one another but the least little bitty thing happens in your life and you change all friendship is conditional uh, when it comes to man on man. 
But God said in Jesus Christ, He'll change. Amen? I had a friend of mine said I could slap my friend in the face and he would still love me. I said, try it. He'll knock your head off. Amen? No, no. But Jesus said He will never leave you. He's always there. Hebrews 13, verse 8. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. Now, Jesus is always the same. His love and help and are always available. In all our experiences in life, Jesus is always with us, giving us His friendship and wanting ours. Jesus had done uh, something for us to prove that He is our friend and that He wants our friendship. He has actually given His life for us. John 15, verse 13. Greater love had no man than this, than He laid down His life for His friend. My daddy told me something one time. I fell in love with my wife. I'm fixing to get married. He said, you better remember this, boy. When you get married, your life ain't yours no more. That wake you up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> From that time on, your life belongs to your wife and children belong to yours. That's the truth. Now, but let me show you something what I mean. James 2, verse 23. And the Scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. And I studied that, and I said, why was this? Because Abraham shared the secret things of God. Abraham was in God's confidence. God shared things with Abraham. Abraham shared things with God. For instance, in Genesis 18, verse 17 through 22, before the Lord sent His judgment upon the wicked, sinful Sodom and Gomorrah, He shared His intentions with Abraham. Listen to what He said. Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Can I give you something? If you've got a true friend, you don't hide things from them. Amen? Everything's open. That's like I like what Dr. Curtis Hudson said friendship is. He said friendship is you come over to my house or I go over to your house and I don't have to, when I leave, I don't have to call you back and say, I preach this is what I meant. He said, you know what I meant because we're friends. You know me and I know you. And if I say something crazy, like I said to Mrs. Harden the other day, she's in the hospital up there and I guess she's in the hospital. It sounded to me like there's a bunch of listening on, on the internet. But I was talking to her on the phone, and I was telling her about a situation. I said, I told this people she can go kiss my... And she said, easy now, preacher. There's people listening. <laughs> I meant foot. I don't know what she was thinking, but I meant foot. <laughs> Uh, but if, if you're a true friend, you know what they mean. Amen? Now, so because Abraham was a friend of God, God took him into his confidence. You know what that means? I know Jesus is coming back. You know why? My friend told me so. I know how he's coming back. My friend told me so. I don't even know where he's coming back. On Mount Olives. I know it's going to clave under in the valley and the valley of Armageddon is going to be fought in a certain place. I can find it in the Bible. My friend told me so. God has hid nothing from me. He's told me everything you want me to know right here in this book. Yeah, listen to me. 
if you got a true friend, you don't hold secrets back from them. Let me give you something else. The condition of this friendship. In verse 14, say, You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. So to be a friend, now I'm talking about you being a friend of God. Now we know that God's a friend of ours because He laid down His life for us. To be a friend of God, though, calls for complete submission to the Lord's authority. After all, remember now, He is our Lord and Master. There's a place that I like what Jesus told us some Pharisees. He said, you call me Lord, but you don't do what I tell you to do. How can you say Lord in the, in the real sense of the word, Lord, but I ain't going to do what you tell me to do? He ain't Lord then. Amen. If he's Lord, you'll do whatever he tells you to do. Now, the way I know that is when King David was sitting on the throne, if you walked into his presence without his permission, if he didn't hold that scepter out to you, a little old thing he had, his, his king, he, he held it out like that, that meant that whoever he held that out to could come into his presence. But if he didn't hold that out to you, he'd cut your head off. Now, let me tell you something. God holds his, that scepter out to you and I, and we're welcome in his presence all the time. That's a friend. <clears throat> Here's what I mean. If you'll be a friend to Jesus then, Number one, you must repent of your sins. You know what that means? Repentance is a command of God to change your mind about your sinful condition. Now, I'm talking to save people. Remember now, this is to save people. Uh, John 15, here where he's talking about, if you be my friends, he's talking about to save people. It's save Christian people. We make mistakes. We sin against God. But the Bible says if you're going to be a friend of God then you got to repent. Change your mind. You know what that means? Sin is bad. Sin is wicked. Whatever sin you want to name, it's bad. Get over on God's side. Look at it. Don't take up for yourself. Oh, I'm not that bad. You know how many people I've had to tell me that? I've tried to get them to understand they're sinners. They need to repent and come to the Lord for fellowship with God. I'm talking to Christians. Now, preacher, I ain't done that bad. Oh, yes, you have. We all do bad. Amen? So if you want to be a friend of God, number one, you've got to repent of your sins. Number two, uh, you must openly confess your faith in Christ Jesus. <coughs> I've never had a friend in my life that I've been ashamed to tell the whole world, that's my friend. A true friend. I'm not ashamed to tell anybody that's my friend. I had a little, when I was in the second grade up in Crestview, Florida. Now, we moved from in the woods, and I'm talking about in the woods, way back in the woods. And all I had was a pair of overalls. I didn't have no shoes. I'd go to school. <coughs> and I met, I met this little red-headed boy, and he was meaner than a snake. I mean, when he get in a fight, he'd win. That's the kind of friend I want. Amen? And so, uh, we, we get in a fight, little second graders now, and, and I'd get in a fight, and he'd come take up for me. And they knew, if I got in a fight, that little redheaded guy was going to get in there with me. Amen? Uh, I got news for you. I'm not ashamed of him. I tell everybody, don't mess with me, that's my friend. Amen? If you fight me, you're going to have to fight him. Amen? 
me and my brother, my oldest brother, we were running together quite a bit uh, when we was younger. And they found out very quickly in Sulphur Springs, if you fight him, you're going to fight me. If you fight me, you're going to fight my brother. And that's just the way it was. And what I'm talking about is, I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I mean, if you say something about Jesus, you're saying something about me. If you're saying something about me, you're saying something about Jesus because He loves me. Amen? I'm not ashamed of Him. And I'll tell anybody I come in contact with, I love the Lord. Amen? He's my Savior. How can you do that out yonder by yourself? You can't do it. So God says you must link up with God's people to be His friend then. That is, you've got to fellowship with believers. Look at chapter 15, verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Back in the woods up there where we lived, there's a hermit. We called him a hermit. There's an old man lived way back out there in the woods right by himself. Him and his old mule. And that old barn, I can remember the things he had way back then. He had an old long beard and long hair, and he looked terrible. But he didn't know nobody. He didn't want to be around people. Only time he'd come to the little store down there, uh, about 20 miles from where he lived, he'd come down there to get whatever he had go right back to the house. He didn't want nobody. He didn't want nobody around him. Now let me give you something. Jesus said, if you be my friends, you'll love one another. You know, to care for other people. Listen now. If you want to be Jesus' friend, you must be baptized. You know how many people I've talked and led to the Lord and they say, well, I'll pray about being baptized. Listen to me. That's not a if you'll be baptized. John 10 verse 48. He commanded them to be baptized. So if you're going to be a friend of Jesus, you got to get baptized. You must be available for the Lord's use. John 15, verse 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. This is just seven commands, and by no means all of them. But to be God's friend requires that we obey Him in whatsoever He asks us to do. Now, lastly, the constraint of this friendship. John 15, and verse 13. Greater love had no man than this than he laid down his life for his friends. This refers to what Jesus did for us. He gave up his life for you and I. That proves his friendship to us. We deserve to die because of sin, but Jesus died in our place as our substitute. Now remember, friendship is to be a mutual affair. It must be from both sides. If Jesus laid down His life for you, you know what He asked you to do? John, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies unto God. Lay down your life for Him. And ever since I met my friend Jesus, and He become my friend, I want to be His friend, I lay down my life. You know what that means? That means that Jesus comes first. I've tried, I've sat in my office with many a couple and many young people and many older people and they had problems in their life. And they'd tell me, they start telling me their problem. They said, Preacher, can you help me? I said, Yes, I can. I can by the Word of God. 
And here's how it works. I don't care what the problem is. Give me any problem you want to. Where does it begin? You know how it works? If you paint Jesus the center of your life, right in the middle of your life, He's number one. Whatever decision you're going to make, will it affect my relationship with the Lord Jesus? Whatever it is, don't let it come into your life if it's going to affect your relationship with the Lord Jesus. And everything else will work out. I don't care what it is, everything else will work out. You might not think so, but when you love the Lord so much that you make Him the center of your life and worship Him and serve Him and love His Word and love the Lord and as King of kings and Lord of lords of your life, then everything starts working out right. I had a person just this past week. Every time I see you, you're smiling and you act like you're happy. Is everything always that good in your life? No. No, it ain't. I got a problem like everybody else. Amen? But I don't want the whole world to know it. I want to be happy in the Lord. And I am. Because, I listen, this one thing I know is going to work out. Going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. Amen? You know why? I got a friend. And he's my Savior. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I ask in Jesus' name tonight that you bless us. And Lord, we are so glad that you called us friends. I, I know a little, a little about what it means to have a friend and to be a friend. And Father, I pray that you'll teach us more about this subject, that we can be better citizens not only of our families and neighborhoods and our country, but to the whole world, that we can make a difference. Bless us, we pray now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page 313.